Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League show. It's a show that thinks Tottenham aren't going away anytime soon. There, we said it. On today's part, we'll be going around the grounds as always, as well as bracing ourselves for the sacking season. We'll also be discussing the top four chase and much more. Joining me to separate the wheat from the Manchester United, I'm delighted to have with me today, Andy Smith. Hi Andy, you're there, you're well? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Steve. How are you keeping, my friend? I'm very good, yeah. It's a bit of a, a rainy day, but it's supposed to be nice this afternoon, and I'm off to the zoo. Yes, indeed. Well, in, I've got a new obsession at the moment. I'm quite late to it. I'm watching a series called Mountain Men. It's been out for years, but I only found it, like, about two weeks ago, But so I'm binge-watching that. Right. So, um, yeah, so I'm enjoying all the, the wildlife in there, mate. And uh, So what, sure what is it, like, just men who live out in the wild? That's it, mate, yeah, men who live out, like... So you've got some that live, like, in the in the extreme deserts and that live most of them live in the extreme like peaks of alaska and stuff and how they survive and how they make a living it's really oh. interesting to be fair mate yeah okay oh, i'll check that out um i'll be i'll be a bit of a mountain man myself today i think i'll uh, <laughs> wear the khaki and, and you know be, be amongst all the lions and the tigers and take your crossbow out and take down a zebra or something <laughs> yeah I mean, you might not be you might not be invited back if you do that though no 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 I, what really illustrated the difference between being a grown-up and just aware of you know consequences and just imagining the worst and all the rest of it and being a two-year-old where the world is just you know innocent and pure and nothing bad happens when we went last time we went into the lion enclosure and it's the first time i'd been in the lion enclosure and it just crossed my mind i just thought what would happen if a lion escaped <laughs> so i was thinking right obviously i'm going to protect my daughter pick her up shield her you know if it, if a lion mauls me so be it as long as my daughter's okay that was that was a stupid thought that went through my head meanwhile my daughter's going lions where are you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the sweet innocence. Unfortunately, when you <laughs> when, when you make lions into cartoons, people yeah. might not realise quite. But yeah, my, my advice would be grab the grab the nearest person who looks slower than you. Yeah, throw them to the lion and then just run. <laughs> Which would be my daughter, though. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the dilemma. But you, never, but you know, but if you're in Chester Zoo, there's every chance to be someone wearing a Liverpool top, mate. So just put oh, them yes. and away you go. Perfect. Yes, right. I've got my game plan in place. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get to the weekend's fixtures, well, I guess it counts as a weekend fixture. Uh, tonight, Spurs take on Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Um, my question to you, Andy, is: Are you one of those of which I will include myself? who believes that Tottenham can sustain this form. I'm not suggesting they will, but I'm very much suggesting they're capable of, of going a distance. Um, the, the short story, no. Um, okay. I don't think they are. Don't get me... There's, there's, um, there's a lot to be impressed about by Tottenham, obviously. I think Big Ange has managed to win a lot of hearts, not just at White Hart Lane. Um, he's a very impressive... The way that he talks, he seems a, 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 you know, a really good bloke as well as a really mm. good coach. Um, and they're finding different ways to win. And the, the, there's a couple of times I've watched them this season where they've won pretty ugly, and they've also there's games where everything's been, you know, they they look a million dollars. James Madison's carrying on that form that he had at Leicester before he picked up an injury and it's probably a big reason why Leicester went down was the fact that he yeah. they struggled to keep him fit in the second half of last season 
Um, obviously, Sun looks absolutely revitalised, um, being the main man uh, through the middle. Um, Basuma, um, I think we talked on the pod, maybe uh, not a few games into the season, and he's he's the player that we all thought that Tottenham was signing, or certainly his form showing that at the moment. But whilst there's there's lots of things to to like about Spurs, there's always that new challenge that people will figure out how they want to play soon mm. and adapt to that. And that stage is something else that they need to prove that they can overcome. Um, also, they've managed to keep uh, Romero and Van der Ven um, together pretty yeah. much most of the season. But what happens when one of those picks up an off? I mean, fair play to Romero. He... His temperament from last season, where he was a walking yellow card, to this season, um, whatever Big Andrew's done with him seems to be working a treat because he still puts in those those tackles where it's ball first, but I'm taking the man as well. <laughs> yeah. But but he's he, he's controlled his his kind of his, his aggression and his temperament more where he is where he's it looks like he's going to you know stay on the field more more often than be sent off which wasn't the case last year um so there is a lot to like there however i think there's plenty of challenges yet to come for them which they they need to show that they can um, that they can conquer before i think they need to be before any team needs to worry about them being um challenges for the for the top spot yeah yeah i, I mostly agree to be fair um I think they will miss Harry Kane at some point. It's an obvious thing to say, but they haven't to this juncture, but they will at some point. They have to. Um, you know, those kind of games where it's kind of 1-1 and you're going into the last 10 minutes. Um, Richarlison just doesn't have his that goal ratio, does he, um, in his armory. Um, as good a player as he is, he, he's, you know, he's, he's not going to be, he's not going to get him 20 goals this season. They will miss that. They have to at some point. Um, I just think, I think, Momentum is is so kind of downplayed in football. It's such a huge factor, I think, momentum. And if they can sustain this momentum going into Christmas, then it kind of takes care of itself then. Um, it becomes a thing of itself. It's a case of, okay, we're past Boxing Day. We're still, you know, within five points of a top. We can go for this. Um, and then it's a whole other season then. It's a whole other narrative so I think they will get to that stage. I think they'll basically be, you know, to use that Andy Townsend phrase, there or thereabouts, come Christmas time. <laughs> and then you're looking at, what, three or four months, which, um, you know, I, where I absolutely agree with you is they need luck regarding injuries. Um, take one or two players out of that team and they're a much weaker outfit. So if they do have a bit of luck in that regard, I, I just fancy them to be challenging i'm not suggesting they're going to win the league um i don't think they're capable of winning the league but i absolutely think that they could really cause city arsenal whoever it, it may be a lot of problems i think and it might be that where they go into the last five six games of the season still in with a shout but we'll see and we'll see tonight as well against palace who are a weird weird team palace um <laughs> very little creativity Roy Hodgson, basically, you know, Michael Lees was out, uh, Aze is out, uh, they've obviously lost Zaha, and Hodgson's a case of, okay, I will lean on my 76 years of experience and make us harder to break down, hard to beat. And they were doing that, but then they've been battered ever since. Um, was it last week they got battered, didn't they? So, weird team. Anyway, 
Let's move on to the big game, the marquee game of the weekend, the Manchester Derby. Um, I think. Well, you can... said the big game of the weekend. Are we, are we doing Everton West Ham later? Of course, and that, <laughs> second billing if you're if you're willing to take that. But you know, a, a very good second billing, but second billing. Um, any derby, I'm a sucker for any derby. I have to admit, um, but obviously with my city leanings, this is the big one. I think we could both agree that United have been exceptionally poor this season. Um, what fundamentally isn't working for them? Um, I think the I think the the players are seeing through Eric Ten Hag that he isn't the right answer. Right. I think. I think his man management skills are almost zero, um, and yeah, when you when you have a man who's kind of like the leader of the ship, and I think people are starting to to lose trust and faith in him, and I think that always becomes evident on the pitch. Um, Marcus Rashford seemed revitalised last season, but he seems to be completely lost at the moment. His body language is awful when he's out on the pitch hmm. um, and you know a happy and a, a fit Marcus Rashford is a, a, a top Premier League player uh, a sulky um, I'm not feeling this Marcus Rashford is, is bang average at best so um, and, and as well you know they brought in Ericsson last year who you know to play that kind of that role in between the te- the ten and the six, so obviously the eight, uh, and then they've gone and bought in Mason Mount, and then they try and play them all together, and then they leave Ericsson out. Um, there just seems to be a lot of disjointed thinking there, and yeah, I, I think it's an. I'd, I'll be surprised if Ten Hag's still Man United manager come the end of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, you can look throughout the team and see there are problems, um, systemic problems in defence. Uh, as you alluded to there, a disjoint in midfield. Um, but it's up front for me where they really are struggling. Um, I think collectively, uh, Hoyland, uh, Martial, um, Rashford, who else? Uh, there's at least two Anthony. others. Anthony. Anthony as well. I think combined they've played something like 2,200 minutes of football. One goal. One solitary goal from, the, from that uh, collective, which is staggering, really. Um, but... When I watch United as well, the wingers aren't putting in the work rate. They're not. They're not pressing. They're not. We're not doing the, the basics, and that is having a real knock-on effect. Which is why, because they're playing such a high press as well, very clearly, Ten Hag has, has moved them up, up a different, you know, level this season as regards to the pressing. He's like, okay, this is what we did last season. This is what we're going to now do this season. It's going to be one step more, and the team aren't up for. Up to scratch and doing that, we're not putting in the work. So, time and time and time again, the wingers aren't pressing properly. The ball's getting kind of you know a crossfield pass or one straightforward kind of uh, knock down the line, and United are outnumbered in defence. They're backtracking, they're panicked. We've got Maguire in there, and they're outnumbered because of the high, you know they're supposedly high pressing, but they're not doing it correctly. And there's so many echoes, I think with Bournemouth uh, with Areola and, and how they're doing what you're saying but we're not doing it right we're not doing it well and so what you've got is a high risk strategy with no reward and so they're losing every week and I think we're seeing the same with United it's very much a problems reside up front um, 
for me. But like I say, you can go through the whole team and see problems. Do you think that they've won three on the bounce if you include the Champions League midweek? That's just papering over the cracks, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, the a 2-1 win at Sheffield United who, you know, I know uh, Everton got a 2-2 draw then. I know you guys got a 2-1 um, win late on there. However, they've just come off being absolutely mauled by Newcastle uh, before the international break. And, you know, they look downtrodden at the moment, Sheffield United, like from the start yeah. of the season where they were playing with more gusto and a bit of that belief is ebbing away from them. And they've linked that, um, was it Scott McTominay, who's obviously come off the bench and scored two late goals. They get a, a, they did a late penalty save the other day. Um, I mean, look, wins are wins. And if you're in a, if you have a run of, you know, eight games where you've won in a row and a few of those you've limped over, you're like, yeah, that's a good sign because you've got to find different ways to win. But when the only wins that you get in a ugly rubber the green wins, you, you need to start to worry and like you were just saying there the style of football and the aggression they play whilst we all think players should run for the badge run for our team no matter what they run for their manager and you, to get away with that kind of that that over intense way or, or for it to come off they need to have like a, a, a love for their manager you know mm. you look at Liverpool when they did it uh, a few years ago on the clock you could tell how unified they were you know you look at Leeds under Bielsa when they played that you know that full throttle high press they were all in love with him and as soon as that love starts to fade or if it's never even been there it's difficult to to get it out of them so um I, I think they brought in Ten Hag hoping he's going to be the messiah but he, he, he's just uh yeah he's just a not very that. naughty boy <laughs> yeah yeah he's um it's an interesting take that you know and, and it's one uh, it's quite you know it's convinced me really it's um particularly the examples you put across it it's yeah that might well be a, a factor because it, it surprised me watching them how kind of apathetic they look like they're just going through the motions you know it's you've got the exceptions like Bruno Fernandes but him aside some of the, the kind of limited kind of um, pro- productivity from the players has really surprised yeah. me particularly with all the focus it's on United it always is on United um, personally I'm delighted that they've you know <laughs> that they've had these wins I, I you know I would not want them going to a derby having lost these last three games because they will be just seeing themselves there's nothing to you know we've got nothing to lose then um we'll be expecting to lose and just going onto the pitch thinking right well let's just give it a real good go today whereas now they're going to go into it thinking oh we're up we're doing all right after all you know <laughs> and i think we're going to teach them a real severe lesson um changing tack and looking to the other side of the city um I wanted to talk about Rodri and I plan to put together all these stats about him and kind of, you know, put them across, but um, time has beaten me to it. But safe to say, he tops every single statistic okay. imaginable. Just whatever you want to throw at me, you know, Rodri is right up there and in, in many ways just miles ahead of the rest. He is fundamental to this city side and City fans fully acknowledge that. Watching kind of from the outside looking in, as it were, do you see how important Rodri is to, to the City side? 
Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.